Yesterday, the girl I knew from 
Um, I uh, caught this show right when it started, um, and I thought it was absolutely phenomenal. Brian Cox as the patriarch, um, and just so many twists and turns, backstabbing, alliances. Um, I am excited to see what they do in this fourth and final season. I got Molly to start it, uh, so by the time she's done watching the first three seasons, we should be able to tear right through season four. Very excited. Uh, Mandalorian is going strong. I think it's in its third season now. I'm a big fan of that. Still haven't watched well, the fifth episode. Um, and I think there's even a Walking Dead spinoff starting up soon as they open up their uh, their whole Walking Dead universe. A lot of stuff uh, to catch up on. And then I still have to watch John Wick 4. I've heard some really good things about that. And uh, Cocaine Bear. Heard some amazing things about Cocaine Bear. Um, I'm, uh, I'm excited for that one. Um, it's honestly been pretty quiet in, uh, in our football world. This is uh, the slowest time of the season. Um, about a month before the draft, not much going on in free agency. Trades are nil owner meetings going on, so really not much happening in football, but the rest of the world is definitely heating up. We had the World Baseball Classic. It captured the attention of baseball fans around the world last week, and baseball starting up here pretty soonly. Uh, NHL fast approaching the playoffs along with the NBA, and my Timberwolves, they've won four straight. I think they're currently sitting in the seventh seed um, six or seven. So excited about that. And, uh, everyone's losing their minds over this NCAA tourney, March Madness. Uh, indeed, we're without, I think any team higher than, uh, what is it? A third seed in the final four, um, since like forever. So that's never happened that a third seed, um, or higher has not been in it. So, that's pretty fantastic. Um, you know, we always say that parody in sports is a good thing, but this men's tourney has just been nuts. So, and then the women's side, we have Katie Clark from Iowa, and she's out there making all these little girls around the world want to pick up a basketball for the first time. I've seen some some highlights. Um, she can shoot the lights out. She can shoot from anywhere on the court. So it's been fun to watch. Uh, a lot of her highlights. She's a baller, a shot caller. She's a midnight train robber. No, that's not how it goes. Um, so that's the the sports outside of football. Let's talk about football. I got a few things to touch on. Um, you know, talk a little draft action, and uh, you know, see where we're at. This isn't going to be too terribly long since it's just little old me. Uh, the biggest thing we're still dealing with is this whole uh, Lamar Jackson saga. And this thing, my friends, is just getting dumber and dumber and dumber. If I had a list on my uh, yummers and bummers, this would be the number one bummer uh, for me. It came out, I don't know if it was today or yesterday, that back on March 2nd, he requested a trade from the Ravens. He has to go reach out to teams himself to talk about a trade. The teams won't talk to anybody else but him. And not only that, but 
you know, people, general public media are ripping on him for everything he's doing. And he's clapping back on Twitter at people. Come on, man. You need to keep to yourself, keep your mouth shut and get some gall darn representation. Um, I had a, I'll do quotes, a quote unquote conversation uh, with a gentleman on Facebook uh, yesterday about it. Um, he's claiming a big, you know, conspiracy, a, a cover up, uh, you know, trying to keep him down, and um, the same thing they were doing to Colin Kaepernick. And I just flat out said, you know, it's none of that. The main reason he's getting so much flack, getting so much pushback, is because he is representing himself. And I can say that louder for the people in the back. He's representing himself. He does not have an agent. If he had an agent, guys, this would have been done a long time ago. And I know I've said it before. I'm going to keep repeating it until it gets a dang deal done somewhere. If you are representing yourself and you're at the table sitting across from ownership and they're telling you, all the reasons you are not worth as much money as you think you are. And here's the reasons we're only going to pay you this amount of money. You take it personal. And he is. You start resenting them. And he is. You start thinking that they're the problem and not you, but Lamar is the problem. And an agent shields you from all this mess. So time's gonna, you know, time will tell what happens with this whole situation. Um, but if he can't work out a trade with somewhere, he's got to go crawling back to the Ravens and accept a deal from them, or he's gonna sit out. I gives me a headache just thinking about this. I would give my left testicle to play in the NFL. I would chop off. My middle toe, I would cut off all my hair. I would shave all my body hair. I would do all the things for the chance to play in the NFL. And you have these players that are so entitled that they have to be the highest paid player. They need to have guaranteed money. I get you want guaranteed money. I understand that you need uh, to ensure your you know, security and your livelihood after you're done playing. I get that, but I don't know. My, that, okay, rant, rant is done. Sorry, uh, sorry I blew up, guys. But yeah, I just, he turned down 133 million for three years. I would take a million over three years. Give me that, I'll play for that. 333,000 a year. It's a slight raise. I'll take that. Uh, what else? Aaron Rodgers, still a Packer. Uh, the deal is, is uh, it's going to happen from all my sources I've heard. Um, the Packers and Jets are just working out. Um, the, uh, the, the lingering hang-up is whether the Packers are going to agree to some kind of draft give-back protection if Rodgers doesn't play in 2024. Um, so he plays this year, but next year might not play. <clears throat> so the Jets 
obviously want to have some kind of protection if that happens. And he's been talking on the Pat McAfee show. You know, he's alluded to some things that maybe hint that he's only going to be playing one more year. That'll be done. And uh, the Jets want some kind of compensation if that happens. So, obviously, um, Lazard's not going to go there if he knows Rodgers isn't going. Um, So, OBJ isn't going to go there if he's going to be catching passes from Zach Wilson. Come on. OBJ's not going there yet. We don't know where OBJ is going. I'm just giving you an example and saying that this thing is pretty much going to be happening. I'm taking a sip of beer right now. Give me a second. Ah. Also, owners' meetings are going on. It's where they vote on new rules, rub elbows with each other, talk possible trades and compare bank accounts. Um, They voted on some things. They are voting to let players now wear jersey numero zero. So uh, people can now wear number zero. Uh, Also, they uh, up for voting was reviewing roughing the passer calls. But the owners, in their infinite wisdom, voted that down. I would love to see them be able to challenge some of those roughing the passer calls. There's some roughing the passer calls that aren't roughing the passer calls. There's some non-calls that totally are calls. Uh, But no, that did not happen. And also, um, kickers and punters, their number eligibility has been expanded. Um, This might not be big for a lot of people, and some of you might poo-poo this, but I think it's pretty interesting. They can now wear numbers 0 to 49, and 90 to 99. They were previously only allowed to wear 1 through 19. Um, my guess is what's happening is all these players are now, all these positions are changing their numbers, and they're taking up 1 through 19, and so the punters and kickers and all the specialists are having trouble. They're, they're running out of numbers. So I, mean, I think it's pretty cool uh, You know, see a, a number 91 punter going out there. I think that'd be pretty awesome. Uh, T. Higgins is changing his number. He's now going to be number five this year. Uh, He's tired of being called Ocho Cinco Jr., which I think is fair. You know, you always want to do better than your dad. You don't want to be compared to him. So Ocho Cinco, his daddy. Uh, Darren Waller is changing to number 12, if anybody cares. And uh, the NFL also approved of having just one big, fat roster cut down. They're not going to go from 90 to 70, then to 53. Now it's just 90 to 53 after the final preseason game. Uh, So that will be Tuesday, August 29th. Will be a big cut, if my math is correct, 37 players cut in one day. Man, I've seen them do that on hard knocks and uh, having to go through all that. I hope they're able to figure that out before that final day because if you have to figure all that out by the final day, that's going to be a long, busy day of marching all these poor guys in one at a time, 37 people in, 37 people out, or they just have them all in one big room and say, guys, all 37 of you, we appreciate you. We'll keep your numbers on file if somebody gets hurt. Thanks for coming out. You gotta go. 
you know, maybe something like that. Just put them all in a big room, say, you're all gone. I mean, that's actually not a bad idea. I should probably talk to Dan Campbell about that. See what he thinks. Um, coach of the Niners, Kyle Shanahan. You know, we like quotes on trips right with Ralph and Dave. We got a quote for you. Uh, he was asked if he's talked to Jimmy Garoppolo since he moved on to the Raiders. And Shanahan says, that would be impossible. You've got to run into Jimmy to have a conversation with him. Fighting words? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, and my guy, tight end Irv Smith, Big Irv Jr., he has agreed to a one-year deal with the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, and all my shares of him are now heating up, baby. It's Big Irv time. Uh, I don't think he's going to have too much competition there unless they do draft a tight end. Um, so I'm very excited at the prospect of Big Irv catching passes from Cool. I screwed that up. Joe Cool. Dang it. From, from Joe Burrow is who I'm trying to say. Um, so congratulations. He signed down with a one-year deal. I think I saw somewhere where he said he thinks he's the missing link to their Super Bowl uh, potential. So time will tell. I did put one of my leagues on notice as well. I think it was League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. I said, I'm putting you all on notice. Bigger to the Bengals. The day is mine. Um, losers. We are one month until the NFL draft. You guys are probably wondering, hey, Dave, who has the most picks in the NFL draft? Who has the fewest picks? Who has multiple firsts? Who has no firsts? Who has the most hundred top 100 picks? Who has the fewest top 100 picks? I'll tell you, because I have the information right in front of my eyeballs. The Texans and Raiders are tied with 12 for most picks in the draft. The Dolphins have the fewest with four. Count them on one hand, four. The Texans, the Seahawks, the Lions, and Eagles all have multiple firsts. The Browns, Broncos, Rams, and Niners, and Dolphins have no firsts. So that should be interesting. The uh, Lions, Seahawks, and Texans all have five picks in the top 100. The Niners only have one pick in the top 100. So the Lions, the Seahawks, the Texans, they're definitely going to have a chance to grab some starters in those five picks. So, you know, they've got a chance to to morph that team with, uh, inject it uh, with some use, with some youth, rather. I'm excited. I think it's going to be a, a lot of fun to watch this draft. I'm pretty sure me and Ralph, uh, provided uh, things go the way we think they are, uh, we'll be hanging out and watching the draft. And then uh, the next day, I am headed to a bachelor party. So I believe I'm taking Thursday and Friday off in preparation for the draft. I'll watch draft day and then for the bachelor party. So it's going to be a good time. It's Matt's bachelor party. Uh, Matt is my brother, my future brother-in-law. He was on the podcast with my brothers-in-law three with that mock draft that turned into a league. So he is... Getting married to Casey. Going to be a good time. Uh, John Lynch made it clear that Brock Purdy, Trey Lance, and Sam Ghost Darnold will all compete for the Niners' QB job, but that Purdy 
if when healthy, is the leader in the clubhouse based on his track record established in 2022. And I wonder if uh, he talked to Shanahan about that. Um, see what Shani thinks. But uh, Trey Lance trade has not been completely ruled out by Lynch either. And Ralph, I'm not sure if you're following this or not. Uh, you're probably not going to listen to this. Um, but Brian Edwards is signing with the Saints. He is reconnecting with former teammate Derek Carr from their time with the Raiders. Rumbling, bumbling, stumbling Raiders. He had formerly been with the Chiefs and the Falcons. And as Ralph will tell you, Edwards was comp to Michael Thomas back in the day. So he's kind of a kind of a big deal. Uh, Bobby Wagner, linebacker, extraordinaire. He's the only player in Seahawks history with 20-plus sacks and 10-plus INTs. He is now re- reunited with the Sea Ducks. He's back home after one season with the Rams. Uh, a uh, yeah, one season with the Rams and um, back with the Sea Ducks, and then uh, DJ Chark, DJ Chark, DJ Chark, DJ Chark is a Panther, he's a Panther, with Adam Thielen, Adam, okay, he's joining Adam Thielen, hooked on a Thielen, some might call him. With the uh, New Look Panthers, they've, of course, got Miles Sanders at running back. they got Hayden Hurst at tight end. And whomever they draft at quarterback with the 1-1 one, one pick. I'm still going they take Stroud. That's going to be my guess. Uh, and something I came across, <clears throat> this is, um, you know I love stats. I love um Crazy stats, nifty stats, neato stats, telling stats, crazy stats, weird stats. Here's a stat for you. Um, These are the total snaps played in the last five years by players a team drafted themselves. So total snaps played last five years by players a team drafted themselves. And I'm doing top 10 first, and I'm going to do the bottom 10 after that so you can see the disparity because it's humongous. The Cowboys are first at 91,000 total snaps played in the last five years. My Vikings are second with 85,000. Baltimore, third with 83,000. Tampa Bay at 82,000. Atlanta at 82,000. Cincinnati at 81,000. Pittsburgh at 79,000. Green Bay, 78,000. Seattle, 78,000. Indy, at 10th with 74,000. Now I'm just rounding to the nearest thousand. There were actual numbers behind that, but I like nice round even numbers. Here's the bottom 10. So uh, Seattle, or I'm sorry, Indy at 74,000 was 10th. The bottom 10, Jacksonville, 61,000. Then Arizona, 61,000. Tennessee, 61,000. The Chargers, 59,000. Buffalo, 58,000. Houston, 57. Giants, 57. Rams, 53. Then we jump down to 47,000 for the Jets. 
pause for dramatics, save the drama for your mom. Are you guys sitting down for this? So Dallas was first with 91,901 to be exact. The Raiders of Las Vegas are dead last. 11,904. Total snaps played in last five years by players a team drafted themselves. If you want any stat to tell you how bad the Raiders are at drafting, this could be one of them. This is definitely one of them. That's a difference of 80,000 snaps in five years. That is a lot, my friends. 11,000. The Jets were next closest at 47,000. Holy coap. Yeah, I thought you guys would like that one. Uh, and then Zeke, the recently cut Ezekiel. He had said he narrowed his he narrowed down his options about where he's going to play next year to the Eagles, the Jets, and the Bengals. And he would like to make a decision relatively soon, maybe by the end of this week. However, both the Jets and the Eagles have come out and said they're happy with and looking forward to what they have in their running back room currently. Uh, so Bengals, you guys are his pretty much only hope to go to a team that he wants to. Um, but you can't rule out a possible return to Dallas, although at ridiculously reduced prices. Um, so that's that. Also, uh, you know I love mock drafts. I absolutely love mock drafts. I love reading anybody's mock draft that'll give me one. Bucky Brooks has some great mock drafts. Um, one that I came across is Mike Tannenbaum. He uh, is a former GM, former executive. Uh, he was a GM and executive with the Miami Dolphins and the Jets. Um, so he, well, here's what he says. He says, it's no easy process, and I know firsthand. It wasn't that long ago I was making draft selections as a GM and executive with the Dolphins and the Jets. Well, I'm giving it another go with a twist on the traditional mock draft style. Draft analysts' mocks are true projections of what they believe will happen based on what they're hearing. But I'm going a different route with my third annual GM mock. I'm sliding into the general manager chair for each team with a first rounder and making my own picks. He says, this isn't what I'm expecting, but rather how I'd personally approach each day one selection. And what follows is based off my own evaluations, preferences, and philosophies. Now, I'm telling you this, guys. My lifelong goal is to be able to evaluate incoming rookies, to have the free time to be able to do it and to get paid to do it. Um so just know that's that's my life goal. Now, obviously, Miami was stripped of their first-round selection, uh, so you're only getting 31. Uh, and I haven't seen these yet, actually, as I'm scrolling. I've, I was saving this for Ralph um, to see what his uh, thoughts would be. Um, 
because this is an actual GM, not just some guys in uh, a fantasy football website. So this guy actually knows his his stuff. So um, here's what we got. I'm just venturing a guess that number one is going to be Stroud um, to the Panthers. And I'm already wrong. He's got Bryce Young going to the Panthers, the trade from Chicago. Uh, he's saying that Bryce Young is going to be their long-term answer. It was a tough call. Uh, narrowly picked him over C.J. Stroud. The talent is unquestionable, and he's the guy he'd lean on to turn the passing game around in Carolina. He says since 2019, no Panthers QB has thrown more than 17 touchdown passes in a season. That would change with Young, who had 79 passes over two seasons. My goodness, that was a good time. A pretty good run he had in Alabama. Uh, so by process of elimination, that would mean the Texans, yes, they'd get Stroud. Um, so win-win for them. He had a great uh, showing in the Peach Bowl, performance at the Combine, uh, all his overall college tape. And uh, wouldn't surprise him if Texans wind up with the best quarterback in the draft. He says Davis Mills had a chance, but he floundered it. Uh, and Stroud is just that much better. Uh, Cardinals next. They go Will Anderson, outside linebacker. Can't hate that. Cardinals ranked 19th in pressure rate and 23rd in sacks. Uh, so Will Anderson is going to help with that. Has shades of Von Miller, he says. He also could see Arizona moving back a spot with the Colts. Um, Colts up next at four. Will Levis, QB out of Kentucky. They're starred for stability at QB. Can't fault them for this either. They uh, they got to do something at QB. Um, had 19 touchdown passes. This guy says um, his physical traits remind him of Ben Roethlisberger when he came out of Miami. So we will see their Seahawks. I'm guessing defense. Uh, but what do I know? It's Hendon Hooker, <laughs> QB from Tennessee. So we've got four QBs in the first five picks. Uh, and he says this one might raise some eyebrows. Mine were raised, but hear me out. Hear me out for a second, guys. He thinks Hooker is really underscouted because he came off a torn ACL. Love his strong arm, 6'3 frame. Before the injury, he looked great for the Vols. Um, but he's going to be like 30. So... I don't know. We'll see what happens. Obviously, I would have loved to see Hooker fall to the Vikings at 24, 23, wherever they are. Uh, Lions, I'm going to guess defense. Yes, Tyree Wilson, defensive end, Texas Tech. The Lions had a crummy defense. They were a bumski of a defense. Had the second most yards per pass, uh, 20th in sacks. Uh, so pair him with Aiden Hutchinson. Oh, boy, that would be fantastic. Uh, Raiders go Christian Gonzalez, first cornerback off the board, arguably the best cornerback. Uh, great height, great length, great quickness, and uh, as we had talked last week, he's got a lot of burst. Uh, making Has the makings of a star, CB1. Falcons going Miles Murphy, D-end, out of Clemson. Uh, they need help up front. He had um, 18 sacks and 31 TFL over three seasons at Clemson, not too bad. The Bears will then go Peter Skaronski, tackle guard out of Northwestern to help solidify that O-line. At 10 is the Eagles. The rich get richer. Broderick Jones, tackle from Georgia. Going to be guessing a lot of Georgia names are going to be called here. Titans, uh, going to, oh, Anthony Richardson, QB out of Florida. 
He says, Tanny turns 35. Early returns on Malik Willis have been encouraging. Titans make a lot of sense for Richardson. Compelling upside needs more time to develop. I will second that. At 12, the Texans, Quentin Johnson to match with Stroud. Uh, so going offense on on that. So Quentin Johnson out of TCU, wide receiver. That'll be fun to watch. The Jets, Paris Johnson Jr., tackle, Ohio State. Ralph probably knows him well. Uh, next would be the Patriots, and there go offensive tackle as well. Darnell Wright out of Tennessee had good size. He faced Will Anderson Jr. and neutralized him. Uh, so that's pretty good. Kind of like that. And then we have another OT offensive tackle for Ohio State, Dewan Jones. Maybe Ralph can tell us about Dewan Jones as well. Washington goes tight end. Dalton Kincaid out of Utah. Um, he had uh, 70 catches for 890 yards and eight touchdowns last season. In the game against USC, he had 16 for 234 and a touchdown. So, holy shamoly. Uh, the Steelers go Devin Witherspoon, cornerback, Illinois. Uh, Jalen Carter goes to the Lions at defensive tackle. So, the Lions would beef up their front line. Oh, man, that would be a scary defense. Uh, obviously, uh, Jalen Carter uh, appeared out of shape at his pro day a couple weeks ago. I think he did it on purpose because he wants to go to a better team. He uh, showed up fat and unhappy. Once he gets with that team, he's going to be motivated. He'll drop the pounds and he's going to be a beast. I wonder if uh, there's any like dirty, underhanded owners or GMs and they say, Hey, listen, kid, we really want you. But there's no way you're going to fall to us unless you screw up big time. So here's what you got to do. You got to go do some reckless driving. Okay, do some racing. Um, You know, have it happen before the combine so you get arrested at the combine. Uh, Then at your pro day, just eat some McDonald's for a couple days. Be slow and lazy. We're going to draft you at 18. You're going to come to a great team. And uh, we'll we'll whoop you back in shape, get you on the treadmill. I wonder if that ever happens. I don't know. If I were a crooked GM, I'd totally do it. Bucks up next at 19. They get Bijan Robinson. Moved on from Fournette. Take the pressure off Mayfield and or Kyle Trask. He averaged 6.3 yards per rush as a Longhorn. 33 career rushing touchdowns. So huge Upgrade Robinson is a top five talent who can score anytime he touches the ball. Seahawks up at 20 with their second pick. They go Lucas Van Ness, D end out of Iowa. Uh, Los Angeles Superchargers are going Jackson, Smith, and Jigba, Ohio State wide receiver. JSN, they like to call him. That's 21. Uh, I don't think uh, anybody would hate on pairing him with Justin Herbert. And after they move on from Allen and Mike Williams is out for the season, holy moly, will he do uh, amazing. We have, um, so that was 21 Chargers. 22, we have Zay Flowers uh, going to the Ravens. He's out of Boston College. Um, Mark Andrews led the Ravens in receiving last year with 848. Next closest to Marcus Robinson at 458. 
<clears throat> no Ravens receiver scored more than three times. Um, and Bateman had missed 16 games over the past two seasons. So they need help at pass catching. And I think Zay Flowers will do the trick. And they have Joey Porter Jr. going to my Vikings at 23, cornerback out of Penn State to pair with Byron Murphy. You know what? I don't hate that. I don't hate that one bit. He's tough. He's physical. Uh, he's got uh, got some juice, got some burst, 6'3", 193. I can roll with that. I can definitely roll with that. Uh, the Jags at 24 go Anton Harrison, O-Tackle, out of Oklahoma. Uh, the Giants, Jalen Hyatt, wide receiver out of Tennessee, because their wide receivers all blow. Uh, Dallas Cowboys are taking Michael Meyer, Mayer, tight end out of Notre Dame, Golden Domer. He'll replace Dalton Schultz. He uh, will immediately step in and be uh, their tight end one for sure. Uh, we got the Bills going Jameer Gibbs. Ooh, this is juicy. Jameer Gibbs out of Alabama. Um, aside from... You know, Josh Allen running the ball a ton. Uh, their running game is trash. They had uh, James Cook, but he didn't do too much last year. They got Damian Harris. Um, but my goodness, Gibbs, with that team, that would be fantastic. Fantastic. And he, he can catch the ball, too. would be a good fit for the offense. Uh, Bengals 28. Emmanuel Forbes, cornerback, Mississippi State. The Saints get Jordan Addison from uh, USC, wide receiver. Uh, get uh, Derek Carr, another weapon, with Michael Thomas, with Olave, and with Brian Edwards. My goodness, that's going to be a great offense. Uh, and here comes Nolan Smith, another Georgia guy for the Eagles, linebacker. I uh, love this kid. He's going to be great. And then Seahawks at 31, Deontay Banks, cornerback, out of Maryland. So, so there you have it. And then I was thinking, Dave, why are you going to do such a thing like that? So I, I had put my GM hat on. Um, when was that? Probably Monday. I was just sitting there thinking to myself, let me take a sip here. And I was thinking about the Texans. I don't usually think about the Texans a lot, but I wonder if this thought had ever crossed their mind. Just roll with me for a second here. Last year, they were went away from getting the number one pick. Okay, They were arguably the worst team in the league last year, but they had a determined Lovey Smith that denied Houston their number one pick that they so coveted. Uh, obviously, Lovey got the boot when they wanted to lose, and Houston is now stuck reacting now to what Carolina does at quarterback. So they're really at Carolina's mercy. There's no way they're moving up to one. That would just be so dumb. Now, if I'm GM, I'm going to go a different route with their number two pick. Okay, My first option is going to be to trade down. I want to get some more picks, maybe a first later down this year, uh, a pick next year, a first next year. Um, give me a third, 
this year, maybe a third next year or in a 2025. I don't know what all the prices are. I want more picks is what I want for that number two. Um, but if I can't trade down, things are getting a little, little nutty. You know, there's uh, quite a few people uh, who value the 2024 crop of quarterbacks a lot more than this year's, right? We've got Caleb Williams. We've got Drake May. Obviously, those are the top two. Um, here's what I propose if I were the Texans. I'm going to zag when everyone thinks I'm going to zig. I'm going to give them the old Kansas City shuffle. And I'm going to give bonus points to anyone that can tell me what movie that's from. The Kansas City shuffle. Great movie. So I'm going to zag instead of zig, and I'm going to draft Will Anderson. Or I'm going to draft Tyree Wilson or Christian Gonzalez. One of those players that's going to cement my defense, that's going to become a cornerstone for the future, but that's not really going to win too many games for me. But in the future, they're just going to be a defensive stalwart. And then I'm going to keep drafting for need. I'm going to fill in holes. Next year, more than likely, especially with um, what's-his-nuts still at quarterback, Davis Mills, they could very well have a top three pick. Maybe even the number one. At that point, they can get Caleb Williams or they can get Drake May. Um, you know, I think I'm either I'm either on something or I'm on to something with that. Because if you look at it, you have all these teams that need a quarterback, right? They get their quarterback. Texans hold off. Then next year, all those teams that are going to be at the top with those picks, they're not going to need a quarterback, right? Man, wouldn't that be something? Um, so that's my thoughts on that. Tennis, uh, Texans, if you're listening, that was my idea. Uh, and then lastly, I'm going to leave you with this. I have a, a pet peeve of mine in, in fantasy football. Um, in leagues like Sleeper, um, where you have the ability to chat with somebody, it's so easy. And sometimes you kind of just take it for granted. Um, take a league mate of mine, for example. I'm going to call him Rockabye Baby on the treetop. Um, call him... R-B-O-T, call him R-Bot for short, okay? I took over an orphan in a league a couple months ago uh, with the fifth pick and some vets with value. I'm going to try to sell those picks off, get some, or sell the vets off, get some picks, build for the future. I've got Eckler, I've got Mixon, I've got Kittle, um, and I put them all up on the trade block. R-Bot sent me a trade request. He asked me if I was willing to trade Eckler or Mixon, I looked at the trade offer. Uh, it was Singletary and Deontay Johnson for Eckler. I'm not going to do that trade. Um, but I didn't immediately get back to him because it was in the afternoon. I was working. So then three hours after that, I get a message from him saying, I guess not. His question again was, if I was willing to trade Eckler or Mixon, Three hours with him seeing I looked at it, but no reply. He says, I guess not. Are you for real, guy? Three hours and you start to break down to me. The fact that he's giving me that after three hours is grounds for a trade embargo on his ass. You impatient son of a gun. 
I don't think I want to see him in any high pressure real life situations. I can just picture him sitting outside of his house on the front steps, smoking cigarette for cigarette until he hears back from me. But three hours, he's got to lose it and message me. Guess not. So I says, busy day, Arbot. No need to come off like my high maintenance ex. I'm definitely up for moving them. Just looking at acquiring picks. And I get radio silence from I get nothing. Um, but these uh, these type of owners, they bug me. I mean, we can't always be at our phones 24-7. We can't always get back to them right away, although I try to, right? I mean, I've thrown offers out to guys, and there's been weeks before they get back to me. And then we have a conversation like it just started right up. And then there's the, I guess, not from Arbot. It just... Uh, just rub me the wrong way, I guess. I guess. Uh, and then let's not forget the guys who submit an offer to you and then withdraw it right away. They show you what you could have had and then they take it back. Whoopsie! I had a guy uh, in a league last year do that a few times to me in the offseason. Like around this time last year, he'd present the trade. I'd see it in my message. I'd go look at it, and I wouldn't have the the yellow circle with a one over trades or team because he withdrew it right away. And then I'd ask, I'm like, dude, why are you doing this? It doesn't make any sense. And he said to me, he says it's a, a psychological thing that he learned from another league mate in another league. Uh, he says that it promotes FOMO, uh, fear of missing out, and it makes him want to do that deal instead of send a counter. <coughs> and I told him that was the dumbest thing I'd ever heard and uh, never send me any trade offers again. Never. No, I, that's not FOMO. You have a fear of rejection. My guy, I should have told him this then. You have a fear of rejection. You send the offer, withdraw it, because you don't want someone to tell you that it wasn't a good offer. I think that's where I'm going with this one. I mean, it sounds good, right? Yeah, it sounds good. So, I think we did good. Or I did good. We'll start this going. Um, that's all I'm going to leave you with, guys. 47, 48 minutes. It's a lot longer than I thought I would go. So I apologize if you thought you were getting a quickie out of me. Um, next week, I think it might be just me again. Uh, Ralph may be in, uh, California visiting the fam on his spring break. Um, so you may get me again. I'll be a little bit more prepared. Um, but, uh, this was fun. Comfort of my own home. I got Maisie just hanging out with me. My beer is gone. I need more beer. But, uh, anyways, for, uh, Trips Right with Ralph and Dave, I was Dave. Uh, please tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. As always, we'll do better next week. Um, I have no choice because I think it's just going to be me. So, um, uh, love you guys. Goodbye.